you are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Well, my problem was, um, I mean, it's all my fault because it's stupid that I did this, that I do this. Uh, soap dish that's in the tile in the bathtub, you know, I, I put my foot up on it, each foot as I scrub it. Cause you know, there's no good place to like, you know what I'm saying? When you're in a shower trying to wash your feet, your legs, there's no good place to like uh get you know put your feet up you know right right you know what i'm saying so this morning i'm doing it you know in the shower and then the fucking thing came off you know and it needs to be fixed because either that or wrap it up with tape but if i if i do that i'm not fixing it for a while how would you even wrap it up with tape just put plastic over it and put taped outline to keep it dry oh, oh i see you're not taping up the the dish you're just taping up the hole yeah 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 yeah. But you know that would lead to me never doing that and it's really not that big of a job but one of the things i had to do was get all the fucking um the grout or mortar that was in there yeah you need to chisel it out and that's a and it's not that big of an area but that's a pain in the ass of a job and that's what I've been doing for the past, like, 40 minutes or so, 40, 50 minutes I've been in there trying to get all that shit out because if you can't chisel it out, stuff's not going to stick to it, you know? Yeah. A couple months ago, we had a really, really bad snowstorm uh, or rainstorm. It was like a nor'easter. And um, the ceiling, which is really the walls because – Upstairs in my bedroom yeah. is the uh, is pitched ceilings, so it was damp. And at the corner where the you know like the dormer jets out of the of the ceiling yeah. um, was all wet. And so I started picking at it, and it was wet. Um, what's it called? That's where it always fucks up when you start playing with it. What's the shit you put on a wall? When sheet you, rock. Sheet rock. So the sheetrock and the tape and the plaster. Or were, drywall, whatever. Drywall, yeah. So it was all wet. So I start picking at it. I'm picking at it. I'm picking at it. Because I want to make sure there's no standing water in there. Yep. Sure enough, there's no standing water. I'm kind of relieved. The guy who does the handiwork to, uh, on my neighbor's house was like, yeah, don't sweat it, man. You don't need a new roof. You've it's just driving rain. It was so windy that the rain actually got under the shingles. He's like, "I'll go up there. I'll put some, uh, I'll put some tar on that corner of the house, and you won't have any problems. It'll be fine." So I was so relieved that I didn't need a new roof. That I have not fixed the ceiling in the room, so now it's just yeah. duct taped. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, the problem is that's the slippery slope to just living like a bum, you know? <laughs> and that's my fear. Just like if I put a plastic bag over it or something and taped it, it's like, all right, then how long is it going to be before I actually ever get down to fixing it? So I went right to Home Depot after work and got the uh, mortar stuff to fix it. You know, and I'm talking to the guy and he's like, 
and I'm telling him what happened. And he's like, oh. And he, 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 he's like, I was like, no, it's not like that, man. I was like, it's been many years. Because he's thinking that I did this while, like, fucking in the shower. Because until I was putting my foot up, he's like, oh, because I was thinking you were some type of wild man. <laughs> Make no mistake, sir. There's no fucking going on in this house. <laughs> yes. I was like, that's been years. There has been shower fucking in the past. Not in this house. I can in my be- life, it's been at least four or five years since the shower has had sexual contact in it at this point. First, I can barely get in and out of the shower myself, let alone yeah. with another person. That would be disaster. Secondly, that would require me to get naked in a well-lit room. <laughs> After that, all bets are off. I will be honest with you. I was a big fan of the... Uh, of the shower, showering with the mate thing, when I when that was an option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guaranteed, your her breasts were always clean. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who doesn't love that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it was always fun to surprise every now and then, come and pop in the shower. <laughs> and the first time I ever did, I think that's how I did it. <laughs> and she was like, "Who the fuck?" and it became a thing showering together (laughs) Uh, she's like by the way i'm judy you're like i'm matt nice to meet you yeah yeah judy (laughs) (laughs) i don't Uh, think i'm know anybody in my age range and by my age range i mean anybody 12 years to 12 12 years younger to 12 years older than me named judy so that's your age range that's that's where you go no, that's not my age range. I just mean anybody. My age range, as far as women goes, yeah, like what would definitely you... does not go twelve years above me. What twelve years above you'd be what? That'd be my brother, my oldest brother's age, gone fifty-two. Fifty-two. Yeah, because you're in your th- you're in your thirties. Fifties is yeah. A little I turned bit of forty a... in a few months. Fifties is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Conversely, though. If you go 12 years the younger, what's that? 27. Yeah, and I did... What was that girl? There was a girl I briefly dated like four, three, four, five times or something last summer, and she was either... She might have been 27. Okay. Or 20. She might have been 11 years younger than me. And she said she had no problem with the age difference. I was like, okay, because... Her dad was significantly older than her mother, and she said, I think that's why I'm all right with it. Interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't the age difference as being the reason that it didn't go any further, so that wasn't the problem. Right. You know? But um, but I really don't want to go much younger than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a whole different... Especially at this age, too. Yeah. Right. Because you know, if it's no. younger than that, they're like... You know, oh, I don't expect my showers to have soap dishes. <laughs> <laughs> One part of me was thinking about just, I should just pull that tile out, the big old tile that the soap dish was in and replace it with that. I was looking at that this morning, you know, before work. I started Googling all the shows. I was like, ah, that's probably a hell of a lot bigger of a project than I need to get into. Individually taking a tile out of the, out of the shower and replacing it with a, a new tile. Because, you know, they're these big old, like, I don't know, one-by-one tiles. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. one-foot-by-one-foot, basically. Yeah. And where the where the um, soap dish goes, there's, like, a cutout in that tile for the soap dish backing, you know? 
So I would have to remove it, and it's like, I don't really want to. Uh, that that just seemed like too much of a project. So yeah. that that's why it lasted so long, because it was recessed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's in there. Now I just got to know that I'm not going to put my foot over it again, and then after we finish this, I'll have to go put the stuff on it, you know, the, yeah. um, the mortar stuff the acrylic goop and set it and then let that go and then put some silicone around it so that water can't get in there, you know? Yeah, that's why I don't wash my feet. (laughs) Uh, All right, hey, what do you say we get this thing started? Hello, and thanks for downloading the two Sorry Excuses podcast recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good buddy, Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 96, the Jason Sapola edition. <laughs> 96. Good times in 96, huh, man? Yep. It was good times. Uh, so, so right about now, 1996, right? So 1996, March Madness... Bracket. I don't even think I filled out a bracket. When Probably I not one did one back then. I didn't do them so much actually while in college. Was it not that popular? No, because my dad's office always had them gone, and when I was when I was in high school, he used to always bring them home for us to do. Hell, even in high school, we ran them. They ran a pool one year. What '93? I remember they ran a pool at our high school. You know, so they were around. It's just, I think when you're in college, you know, because it used to be office pools because the internet wasn't. That's why. That's why you're right. You're right. And you know what? Maybe Sean Reardon was running one. I I I feel like I remember like helping him grade shit. You know, because you had to do it by hand. Yeah, I know, I know. Have to go through all the damn papers. So this week, that's all. Even we were doing them at the office when I was in Boston in 2003, and I finished in second place. So this was a this was a uh, this was a pretty memorable run uh, for me because um, I'm pretty sure we were on spring break at this time as well. I think the first weekend of March Madness. Might yeah, have spring been. break usually. Spring break was usually wrapping up the first weekend because I remember coming back from spring break freshman year, the year before '95. Okay. And right when I got back in town, got to the dorm, and sat in someone's room when we watched Lawrence Moton call the extra timeout that we didn't have against Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, so it's always right around that time. Our spring break was. Um, I don't know, it always seemed to be off a little bit. Yeah. It it wasn't when everybody else's spring break was. Yeah, because I think we did ours earlier because it was, yeah, because of the snow, I guess. So it began March 14th, the 1996. uh, 1996, March Madness started March 14th. Okay, so it was right around St. Patty's Day. We were definitely on spring break. Yeah, I remember spring break being uh, St. Patty's Day that year. Played that. Montana State in the first round. 
So I don't remember seeing that game. I don't remember seeing that game. Yeah, which, probably because you didn't. Probably we, no one did because we were all in spring break. We were. Uh, where did Even I though I wasn't actually in spring break, I was just home. Oh, I went to the Bahamas. Yeah, well, you were a senior. Yeah, I was a senior. Yeah, seniors always good to do something cool. Yeah, we did do something cool. We went to the Bahamas. We made a bunch of uh, chicks from Rutgers. Go figure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then in the second round, we played Drexel. Yep. Beat Drexel, uh, looks like 69-56, handedly. Now, for that game, I don't remember watching that game either. Oh, that would have been the same weekend. Yeah, yeah. That would have been the same weekend. Depending on if it was Thursday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday. Right. So then we came home, and I remember watching the Georgia game in the living room. I don't remember where. I I, guess, I might have been at Buddy's apartment. But I do remember watching the Georgia game, of course, because that's the game where we had to hit two two buzzer beaters. You know, Sapola and John Wallace. You know? I don't remember sporting events. Uh, we've we've talked about this. I, I I don't have a very good memory for that type of thing. I don't remember years. I don't remember scores. I don't really necessarily remember players. But I remember that sequence of events vividly. Yeah. Like, I remember watching Wallace um, slide on his ass out of bounds, make the shot, going yep. crazy, the whole deal. I remember that it was Georgia... Like that, Tubby Smith was coaching him at the time. That's a memory that's that's um, that's burned. Yeah, and it went to overtime. You know, we had two buzzer beaters. Yeah, it was Jason Sapola's finest moment. Well, I mean, unless you ask Lorraine Bracco. <laughs> yeah, I think she would beg to differ. I wonder if he's still with her. <laughs> um, no, I think we found out she wasn't. They're not. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I know we examined that before. How? Um, so then the next game was Syracuse-Kansas. Kansas. Yes, and Kansas was favored to beat us, of course. They had Jacques Vaughn. You know, they had a, a really good team again, as usual. And that and per the usual, Kansas came up short. And we watched that game in the um, in the in the. That's the one well. that you were you were at Fagan's for, right? No, that no. Was, we watched those four games. We watched those two games in the living room because we thought, well, we watched the Georgia game, so we have to watch the Kansas game. Yeah. At, at home, you know, it was superstition, yeah. right? So. We watched that game and we were like, holy shit, we're going to the Final Four. So we ran down to Marshall Street to see what the scene was like. And it was so crazy yeah, yeah. that we said, okay, the next game, the Mississippi State game, we're going we're gonna to stay and watch it down in Marshall Street. And Sean Reardon happened to be up um, the Final Four weekend. I'm sure he just didn't happen to be up. Um, I'd be willing to bet he came up because fuck, it's Final Four weekend. Okay, you're probably right. He drove <laughs> up. He drove up with Eric Cooper. Not like he just ended up there and just happened to be Final Four weekend. You're right. You're right. I'll put two and two together. It's Final Four weekend and it's Sean Reardon, right? <laughs> yeah, of course he wants to be there. So he comes back up. Well, who knows? He might have had to get his hair cut or something. He was always doing weird shit like that. 
<laughs> He's like, I, I, I don't had know. an appointment anyway. You're right. <laughs> Celeste couldn't cut my hair until March, so I made yeah. an appointment. <laughs> um, so I didn't do anything to the first weekend of April. That was the late game, and Eric Cooper had to hit the road, and Sean decided to stay to finish watching the game. Because he didn't want to miss who the it. Fuck, who the fuck decides they have to hit the road? <laughs> Eric Cooper, man. Yeah. It, it was Eric Cooper. What are you, you going to do, right? Yeah. So Sean stayed. He had no ride home. He had no prospects of getting back to Massachusetts. <laughs> he just stayed. He didn't yeah. care. Uh, yeah. And lucky enough, we won. Yep. And he was there for the, uh, for the national championship game. So the Mississippi State game, we watched at Lucy's. Okay. Which... It's kind of an odd place to watch a game because it doesn't have very good sight lines. I don't like watching sporting events that I'm vested in in bars to begin with. So what did you do for for these games? I know I watched my buddy Ryan. You know, we lived on South Campus. He had an apartment there, and I watched the games there. And I do remember we went down to, like, this is the one thing I remember that was stupid. When we beat Kansas, you know. A couple of guys were like, we're going to go to the dome and get tickets. We're like, you're not going to get fucking tickets. But they went there and they gave them bracelets. And all of a sudden, uh, ticket brokers were offering them like two grand a piece for their tickets. Holy shit, yeah. back then. Because huh? it was the last time they had a Final Four. It was going to be the last time they were having a Final Four like in just a regular arena. And on top of it, it was in the New York City metro area. You're right. You're right. You know, and these guys went down, got bracelets, and they all made like two grand a piece in the end. A couple of guys that didn't go. The other ones actually went to the Final Four. Yeah, I'll tell you what. In 96, I would have gladly taken two grand. In 2003, you couldn't have pried those tickets away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember we're like, you're not going to get tickets. Because right after the game ended, a a few of these guys went down. It was my buddy Ryan's roommate, who was a big nerd. They went, they're like, we're all going down. And they went to the Carrier Dome, and everybody that went and stood in the Carrier Dome was given bracelets so that they could get tickets. Right. You know? <laughs> and people were coming up to them, brokers, uh, you know, agents for these ticket brokers, no doubt, you know? Because I doubt the ticket brokers were all just happened to be in Syracuse. They probably had, you know people that they had doing their bidding for them were coming up to them while they were in line offering them money, you know? Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the fucking tickets. The, um, the championship game, I don't know, the score was a lot closer than the game was. Well, that was about what the game was the whole time. It was just yeah. out of just out of reach, you know. Yes, and then when John Wallace fouled out, you know, you remember that? I do, I do. Yeah, and then you knew it was like, well, all right, if we had anything in us, it's done. You know, they were just too good that Kentucky team. Ron we, Mercer, Antoine Walker, they were just too good. Tony Delk. Yeah, they had like five future first round NBA. Yeah, at just, a time when that wasn't a thing to do. Yep, and Patino was coach. Yeah, they were just awesome. That night was uh, was uh, bittersweet and a lot sweeter than bitter, actually. 
to be honest with you. Uh, we'd watched, we'd just become, we'd all just become friendly with Stacy Fraden, Jody Skolnick. Liz Stillman had been around for a while, but um, we weren't really chummy with those chicks yet. Yeah. So we ended up, they ended up watching the game with us at Fagan's. Um, and I remember watching it. I remember the game ending. I remember Mike Peters uh, tearing up and uh, gave me a big hug. He's like, oh, man, that was fun. That just, that whole, you know, this whole run's been fun. This this sucks. And I was like, yeah, it does suck. And then um, then I went home and played Kissy Face with Jody Skolnick, so I wasn't too concerned mm. with yeah. the, uh, the end result. So I remember being bummed because we were all... Like, yes, and when we win, we're all heading down the Marshall Street, and then we had nothing to go to. Yeah. The, um... I do remember running into Shaggy, who I barely, who I really didn't know too well yet, that night when we beat Kansas. Because I went to Final Four, we went to, you know, when we went down to Marshall Street later on, and I think Goldberg might have been with us, and we saw Shaggy, and he was all fucked up, just stumbling around the streets <laughs> I want to say the infamous um, the infamous Fagan's shot with me yeah. and BP and and, and uh, Mike Reardon I want to say that's from the finals night okay because that's, that's the only game because that's when somebody might come in and take pictures that's the only game we watched at Fagan's and we actually knew the guy who got contracted by um, by Sports Illustrated. So I guess the way Sports Illustrated does those commemorative issues, yeah, at least on the college campuses, are they hire some local photographers to just shoot reels, and then they sell the photos to SI. Well, we knew the guy. His name was Eli something. Okay, and he was like a friend of a friend, but was a cool he that guy. That guy that was friends with Eric the Runner. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. when Brian went to uh, when he was in Ireland. Studying abroad the next year, they uh, that Notre Dame played a game in Ireland that year, and I know Brian went. Brian was in the UK, but he went to Ireland for the game because that guy was there photographing it. I believe the story was. Um, yeah, I, I do I think Notre Dame might play. Uh, they might play Navy or somebody like that. You know? I remember. You're absolutely right. He was. Uh, he was. Um, BP met up with him, but I can't. yeah. Can't remember his name. Um, he's a he's to this day. He's a professional photographer. He works for uh, he works for AP, I think. Yeah, and that picture, just you know, because that's what happens a lot of times. These pictures, you you do them, and they end up like in the hands of Getty Images or something like that, and people can pay for the royalties to run them, which is what happened, which is how it ended up in. Like what was it? Woman's Day or New Woman magazine? Yeah, that's the one. That's that was the first run. Was yeah. from that picture. Um, but I mean, it was a couple of years later. Uh, I would say probably yeah, two or three years later. That it, yeah, that showed up in that magazine where it was like, a, and it was a story about men and their obsession with sports or something. Um, that guy, and I'm gonna call him Eli. I can't. I don't think that's it, but it is. It is sort of in that vein. Elliot. No, but it's in more like I think it is like a biblical style. Of it's name. not Ira. That is it, Ira. You? Sh- I'm pretty sure it's Ira. 
I don't think so. Because we there was a guy we knew, and we called him Ira. Well, maybe that's who it was. You accidentally were calling this guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, damn, I wish I would. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Um, hey, it's something like that. Ezra Shaw. Ezra. Yeah, there you go. See, Ezra it is Shaw. A name. And uh, so I found uh, his website. He's uh, he's been working for Getty Images for a long time. Uh, he's been well, a staff there you photographer go. It is Getty Images. Yeah. for 10 years. He began his career assisting sports illustrated photographers in both London and New York City. So that must have been his like start. Yeah. And that's where you've probably at the Ireland and D game was when he was in London. Yeah, working for SI probably yeah. makes uh, makes total sense. And what a he was a he was a good dude, man. He was a nice guy. Yeah, I remember I met him once because he came back. He was visit. He was in town for something the next year, and since Brian hung out with him, I think he and Eric Levro lived with us at some point. Lived in Brian's room. Yeah. Okay. You know, All I right. remember he. You know, I remember meeting him. Yeah, he was a an all right guy in my memory. At some point, um, I remember. So, in my memory, in my recollection of the event of the Mississippi State win, yes, I remember. Remember, there was a dude who worked at fit at Forty Fours. You were kind of a Forty Fours guy, right? You went to Forty Fours and hung out with those occasionally. Those there was a lot of meat sticks. All right, this kid named I think Darren or something. Darius little... Lepp, the big old no. red-headed guy? <laughs> no, not Darius Lepp. <laughs> <laughs> I would have not put Darius Lepp on my shoulders and um, oh. paraded around uh, Marshall Street. Um, so you threw a guy on your shoulders from 44s? So at that point... I remember when I was there, I can't remember the guy's name, but there was a very short guy that worked there. Well, there's a dude, Rat Boy. Well, I know Rat. Not Rat. The, hmm? the, the very, very short guy is the guy I'm talking about. At that point, basically from St. Patrick's Day on, Holdridge and I became kind of friendly. Mike Holdridge? Yeah. And Because Sean um, used to work there too, I know. Sean Holdridge? Yeah, I think he used to work door and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sean Patrick. That's his brother, right? Yeah. Um, so, I, not that I would hang out there, but I met a couple of those guys. Where you would I normally- not hang out there. I would not hang out there, but I met a couple of those guys from, uh, I DJed there once or twice or something like that, you know? Um, So this particular kid, the little kid, hopped up on my shoulders and we're marching around uh, Marshall Street and uh, Ezra's taking pictures. In my mind, hey, Chip Boy, what are you doing? (laughs) Sweet tart jelly beans. Sweet tart jelly bean boy, what are you doing? (laughs) Well, there's your answer. Uh, so in my mind, sorry. In my Sit mind, down. Ezra is shooting just me. You know what I mean? He's just following me around, like he's done a photo essay on Sanders. Correct. <laughs> I imagine he took three quick shots, and then I fell down, and then he moved on to some other subject. You know. <laughs> but when I recount the story, it's I was the centerpiece of his expose. Yeah. So um, I remember that. We were all legends in our own mind back in the day. (laughs) You know? Uh, I do remember then heading back to 1106 Madison Street 
and passing out on the couch. Apparently, at some point, I must have gotten up to go to the bathroom because I was I was sans pants when I <laughs> laid back down. And I all uh, the only the next thing I remember is Mike Peters coming home. He must have been bringing somebody else home. And I I vividly remember him saying, "Oh, for Christ's sakes, come on, man, put some pants on." <laughs> you were Winnie Pooh in it. I was Winnie the Pooh in it. <laughs> Probably literally Winnie yeah. the Poohing it. Yeah, that's probably why you had the pants off. So, what would that be? Oh, uh, six would be twenty years. Twenty years. Twenty years. Yep. 20 years. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. The championship game was on April first, two thousand nineteen ninety six. Oh wow! They just honored the twenty at the last um, home game against Pitt. They honored the uh, nineteen ninety six team. This is my twentieth college reunion. Yep. The the 20th anniversary of my of my college graduation. Yep. They'll probably be asking you to come to homecoming this year. Yeah, and we haven't talked about a party or plan to get together. We're real we're really pissing this away, huh? You talking about you and your people? Yeah. Yeah, call Mike Peters, get it on, get him on it. Yeah. Somebody's but if you want to plan anything special, don't tell Carla. While the 2003 championship game will will obviously be um, a more joyous memory, the of whole course, en- that was great. The whole entire '96 tournament run is something I'll never forget. Uh, just it was amazing. It was a- just well, to have it was so unexpected too. And it's senior year. And yeah. you know, I'm getting laid. And <laughs> you know, like I'm going to law school and I'm in decent shape. And I had hair. Like, just go down the a la carte checklist, man. <laughs> you peaked out in the spring of ninety six. I really did. <laughs> I really did. Well, what more can a boy ask for, you know? The future looked Look bright for you. You're going to law school. 20 years from now, you'll be some big, high-powered sports agent. Yeah. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Trust me, I know. Good try. Good try. Next. (laughs) You made a good run at it. I thought I was going to have to um, try to enlist some services from you. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know exactly how much you can do in courts in Jersey. But there was a guy, a random guy, who doesn't have two friggin' dimes, two nickels to rub together, you know? Yeah. Who came in our office, and he's got this child support order for against him. And, you know, the boss is like, here, I want you to help take him upstairs. We got this. And I look at it, and it says Monmouth County. Oh. Mammoth Vicinage. Vicinage. Yes. Yes. What, was, what can I, uh, hold on one second. Good evening. I'm Matthew DeSantis. I'm a mediator with the uh, New Jersey Superior Court, Monmouth County Vicinage. What can I do for you? <laughs> okay, there you go. Well, because he's, he's filing a thing. I was helping him fill out the papers to apply to get the child support order terminate it you know because both of the kids are 18 plus now 
Okay. And if you never apply for it, they just keep taking the money from you. And this guy's like on social security disability and he makes nothing. Like the social security check he gets is like a thousand a month and they take half of it for the social security thing, you know? Right. So he's got to apply for this, but they want you to come to court. And I was like, all right, well, I got to, I was like, come in, we'll call him and see what you can do. If not, and back of my head was if they, because when you fill out the application, it's basically telling you, you need to be there, you know? Yeah. I was like, if they don't allow this, I was like, I'm thinking the back of my head, I'm, I'll call my friend up there, you know, maybe I know he's a mediator, so maybe there's something he can do where he can go stand in your, your stead, you know, but, but it didn't end up needing to be done because we talked to him and they were like, they'll send a, uh, once he fills out the application, sends it in and says that he can't be there, they'll send him a form to request a telephonic conference. Yeah, they, they do telephone all i i do telephone mediations which okay. is a pain in the ass we do telephone things like with the department of labor and stuff like that but you know they i you know in the form that they send you it's not you know the only option they had was if you were incarcerated you know right right so it was like we need to know what's going on and the problem is this guy has no money either if they told me he had to come up there he'd be screwed because he can't afford to get the jersey you know, yeah. But he was now, he was born in Long Branch. He's an old metalhead guy. Get out of town. Yeah, he's probably a couple of years older than me because both of the kids, the oldest kid was born in '94, but he came in. You know, he's in my office. Got you know, big ass beard, long hair, friggin' Iron Maiden t-shirt. <laughs> um, send me his name uh, offline because if he's a couple years older than you, um. Well, actually, he's not, because I got his age today. Sorry. Ah, he's, bummer. He's, he's the same age as my oldest brother. So there oh, you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, too old. Too old. Yep, yep. I, I'm just thinking about it, because I was going through the stuff today, and I was like, date of birth? And he told me. What, uh, what else you got? Uh, did you see the text message I sent you earlier, the photo I sent you about <laughs> an hour ago? I did. It's glorious. Yeah. Well, you know, I went and looked for the receipt the other day because I was like, where the fuck is this thing? And I look and it said, expected date to be ready, March 7th. So this morning I got to the office and I called them. And they were like, oh, it's ready now. I don't know why no one ever called you. So I had to go way to hell out, nowhere near there where it is to get to file a suit. But, uh, I was like, since I'm already this far away from the office, I might as well go somewhere else way far away to pick up the thing, you know, <laughs> frame. And it's fucking huge, though. Yeah, so the picture, the text yeah, is a picture. It's a queen-size bed that it's sitting on, you know? Yeah. Well, for those who aren't looking at my phone right now, the text is a yes. picture of the Art of Choosing uh, framed poster from yeah. uh, from episode... I don't know. Yeah, who knows? A couple weeks ago. Yeah. It barely fit into the trunk, man. It was that big. I was like, I just need to get this thing home. So I picked it up and drove it straight home and went there and, you know, threw it on the table first. And then when I came home, I was like, I can't. It's too damn big. I was like, I'll put it on the bed in the spare room because I don't even know where the hell I'm going to put it now because I'm probably going to have to rearrange stuff in my uh, 
in the living area because I probably, you know, I need to put that out here. I can't put it like in the kitchen or something, you know? Right. Like it's uh, too. But I mean, it's just like it'd be a waste to put it somewhere in the kitchen. It should be out here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, episode 94, The Frame Game. Uh, yeah. Oddly enough, if you want to catch up on. And a buddy uh, of mine, actually, we were talking about the frame, the frame scam this weekend. And I, I wish I could remember his whole side of the story because he was telling me. And I was like, well, let me tell you about the bullshit with frames. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember what he was telling me. So, but uh, anyway, we were talking about how it's all a big scam. Oh, his was, his was about something that happened at Michael's, not exactly about frames in general. But we were talking about how much of a, sh- a scam it is. Like, I don't know. When, when they were selling me these, I think they were claiming it was 50% off. Today I go in those same frames back there. They're all saying 70% off. And I'm thinking to myself, what would this cost today? Probably the same amount I paid for it. Because now the frames that are 70% off are probably 20% more expensive than they were last time when they were 50% off. Oh, I guarantee it. You know, like, it's such a scam. But, like, you know, Sunday, we're talking about that, and Monday <laughs> Monday morning, I wake up to this text, and it's, uh, I guess he got, you know, uh, a, uh, a text message from Michaels or something. Oh, it was an email from Michaels. It's back, lowest prices of the season, up to 70% off frames. <laughs> he sends me that same exact uh, advertiser. Yeah, it's totally. But whatever, it looks nice and it's paid for. So yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's actually really well done. The yeah. um, is that like two levels of matting? Yeah, because I was like, well, the colors are blue, but it is Syracuse, so I want to have some orange in there. You know, and apparently that cost freaking five hundred dollars for that to be done. Yeah, I'm sure. And the poster's black and white, right? Yeah. I mean, it, I was like, whatever. This looks really good. So I was, you know, I was able to to deal with it, you know, because it's got that thin orange layer. I think it looks really, it, it looks really good, you know? Yeah, like it looks it, good. It in- does, like, re- look really nice. It'll look good in here. I can probably, I have the sugar bowl, uh thing framed hanging somewhere but i think that where that's saying it's between two windows the art of choosing could probably go there because it's so big you know probably should just be on its own area you know i wonder what happened to that door i think chief took it (laughs) (laughs) uh it's funny you mentioned chief because um Roscoe and I went for a little walk uh, the other day. He had a, he had a running errand, and I was like, "I'll come with you." So it was a really nice day here. We ended up walking down to the boardwalk and getting um, wait ha- the boardwalk boardwalk. So we ended up getting a cocktail and and having some uh, having some snacks and just kind of strolling. I have a feeling a lot of that Sanders and Roscoe stories. Have that in them. We ended up getting a cocktail. <laughs> uh, and on the walk, there was just a random Endless Summer poster. Okay. And I guess what they're doing is they're having a showing of the Endless Summer in one of the theaters uh, around here or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Roscoe took a picture of it and sent it to Ben because Roscoe worked at Lucy's. Okay. 
And, um, you know, as much as I liked Lucy's, and as much as you had Lucy's there the majority of your time, like, Roscoe had his entire college career with Lucy's, and he was a bartender there. Yeah, it was 0-0 when I started. Yeah, okay, see? Right, so for him, it's the only thing that he's ever known there. All I know! In addition, he was, you know, obviously buddies with Ben, and... Yep. Had a you know a long relationship with him, but he snaps a picture of the endless summer and sends it to Ben, and of course you know Ben writes back and uh, you know Ben's got two of those posters, but he has nowhere to hang them anymore. And um, look what he just built, and he sends a picture of like this three quarter scale um, or one quarter scale. Uh, pontoon prop plane that's painted in Lucy's colors, you know, in in case he's going to open a new Lucy's again, etc. So I came up with the idea that Ben should open Lucy's here in Asbury Park. Yeah, he would love that. If, or one, you're absolutely right, he would love that because he loves the beach and he loves owning Lucy's. It's on a boardwalk, you know? And if there's ever a place for a retired surfer's bar, it'd be Asbury Park. One, because we have a beach and a boardwalk, but more importantly, Asbury Park, it's illegal to surf in Asbury Park. There's no surf beach here. Okay, yeah. So, so it's, it's even it's even fall. more appropriate, right? Yep. If you're so, tired and you're surf, you might as well go to Asbury Park where it's not even an option. I am uh I'm I'm actively leading a campaign to get Ben to open to unretire Lucy's retire surface bar. Yeah. What what's where Lucy's was? It's uh, It's called the Orange Crate, I believe. Okay. Um RC still owns it. Okay. Yeah, we never even went over there when we were up there. No. And it might have been Did we go this year? Yeah, it was September. Yeah. Yeah, it's called the Orange Crate. It was Yeah, I don't even remember like even like looking at it. You know? I, um, it might have been called something else last year, but this year um, they kind of redid it, and what? I think it's the same crowd. You know, I they sent you like, that thing, UNVP. I sent y'all that news story like a month, a couple of months ago about the Lucys down here. How they had to quit using the name. Um, yeah, I saw that. I didn't read the article. Because it was the founder of Lucys. That was in the dispute with him because the founder of Lucy's is the one that founded this one. And he lives down here now. Jeremy, I think his name is right. Yeah, I don't. The last name or whatever was what, and it's something with a K or whatever, you know, because he had sold to a group. Well, I saw like a week or two ago on the news they were doing another story because apparently all that's been resolved and it is now Lucy's retired surfers bar again. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because um, there was one in New York. There was one in New York. Yeah, Orleans, he founded was... the one in New York, and then he moved down here and opened this one. That's where... And the guy um, still lives down here, apparently. That's where Ben got the idea. When he moved to New yeah. York... Yeah, he worked he, at the one in New he, York, didn't he? He... Did he? No, I think he worked for the guy's other bar. Okay. And then he came back to, or maybe, because we had a Lucy's New Year's Eve party at the Lucy's in New York. 
but I can't remember if it was because he worked there or if just because he knew the people. I remember him telling me, because I remember talking to him about one in New Orleans or whatever. This is when we were in college. I remember telling me, like, oh, that guy doesn't like me or something, you know. <laughs> He's pissed at me. Oh, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> No, he's just pissed at everybody. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the movement is to get uh, Lucy's retired surfers bar unretired. Okay, nice. Let's see, Lucy's retired surfers bar Ben edition. <laughs> ben edition, yeah, that's what they were calling seven hundred one bar and restaurant briefly because that's the address. Okay, seven hundred one Chapatula Street. And is it, it was it? Yeah, Bruce Rampick is the founder of Lucy's. Uh, Ben's buddy's name is Jeremy something. Yeah, Jer- he might have sold out to the guy in New York and then came down here. I'd be willing to bet that's what happened. Okay. Because pra- that Lucy's has been around for a long time, but I think, or maybe that guy was a partner and they were co founders. Who knows? Who knows? And I'm not going to. Care enough to Google this. That's so. <laughs> too late. <laughs> yeah. So I am officially off of that. Why? You're Googling it? Yeah. Yeah, I found the article that you had sent me. Yeah, because that's the problem. All that comes up right away. I thought I thought Lucy's might have been Wikipedia uh worthy worthy I'll, at this point. I'll, I would have thought. You know? Especially since they had one in Austin too, right? Uh, that I don't know. I just remember the shirts used to say New York, New Orleans, Syracuse. Yeah, and I think there was a poster that said that had Austin on it too, you know? Which would have made sense. It seems like a common type of place. There's a retired surfers bar in St. Louis Obispo? Is I mean, Lucy's? for God's sakes, he made uh he made um a Facebook page. He made a a, a a silly theme bar work for over a decade. Who Ben you talking about? In, in Syracuse, yeah. Yeah, he loved all the crap, you know. All the you know, the the rubber toys and stuff. Uh so this guy, Jeremy Miller, is a developer, Peter Mayer, specializing in user interface design. He's worked with clients like... Mignon developer Fergie. what? You said Peter Mayer? Uh, he, Peter Mayer is a company. This guy, Jeremy Miller, is a developer at Peter Mayer, and one of his clients... there's an was, advertising company down here named Peter Mayer. That's why I was wondering. That's it. That's, the, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. And, well, because I Googled... Um, I, I googled uh, Lucy's retired surface bar Jeremy, and this guy Jeremy Miller came up, and one of he's a he's a designer at Peter Mayer, and one of his clients was Lucy's retired surface bar. I'd imagine that um, that could be the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I got you. This is. People always get psyched when we get to this point. When we <laughs> devolve into tedious Googling. 
Yeah. All right. That's as far as I can go. All right. What else you got? Tim Spratt. No, this isn't Company. the guy. No, I'm reading an article. It's like Tim Spratt's a guy who graduated law school with me who's way younger than me. But his brother graduated high school with me. It says the company's vice president. You know, I'm wondering if that's his dad or if actually this guy is the vice president of some company. Because, you know, you really don't need to do much to be a vice president of just a bullshit corporation, you know? Right. Anybody can go form a LLC and make themselves vice president. All right. What else you got? Uh, Well... We've got uh, we've got barn. a we, <laughs> uh, we've got a dog in this year's fight. Speaking of uh, of the tournament, which I was yeah. really I was really surprised. Me too. I didn't even like that. The tournament announcement always comes out on the day of the uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade that rolls in front of my parents' house, and usually at that point I'm so drunk. Anyway, yeah, you know, but I but. Knowing they're in it, usually I'll go inside and turn the TV on. But this year, I didn't even bother because I was like, I was accepting of our fate. You know? Yeah, I wasn't even I wasn't even concerned. We um we were at the um, Asbury Park St. Patty's Day Parade. Came home probably three thirty four o'clock. Had some sandwiches, um, and then hooked up you the... and your companion Roscoe, <laughs> <laughs> my hetero life mate. Yes. <laughs> My hetero life mate Roscoe and I um, <laughs> put on, you know, attach the digital uh, antenna yeah. and tried to get CBS Sports, and it was coming in a little bit. Well, good for you. The the uh, the bracket was leaked on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see about that? No, no. Uh, apparently, you know, this year CBS decided to stretch the show out to two hours. Okay. You know, every year it used to be a half hour. Then for the last so many years, it was an hour. But they'd always do the brackets right away. You right. Know? Right. Now they were like going to try to stretch it out. So they stretch out two hours. I think after they had released half the bracket, basically, somebody tweeted out the whole bracket. You know, while the CBS show still had like another hour to go. See, they should just release the bracket anyway. People will stay. And stay tuned for the commentary. Well, no, they won't. The ratings went way down. Oh, they did? People watch just to see the fucking bracket. You know, and that's why they should just do like the way they used to. Just get straight to the brackets, then do all the commentary. You know, people are sick of waiting around for all this crap, you know? Yeah, I would want the brackets. They don't want the commentary. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you, but I would have in this day and age. I I would have assumed more people would be sticking around. I mean, for God's sakes, people tune into sports talk radio for hours on end. Yeah, but the ratings went south. People watch the NCAA tournament show for the brackets, not for the commentary. You know? Okay. All right. Fair enough. I mean, fair because enough. that's what you want. I mean, if you're interested, if you have us, if you have a dog in a fight, you want to know did they get in? You know? Yeah. You don't really care but, what the hell Clark Kellogg and Charles Barkley, of all people, have to say about it. No, that's true, but... Um, Dude, Craig Kilborn's life has gone down. If this is really him and this Kraft cheese and macaroni commercial saying that they don't <laughs> use... Uh, wood filler? That they use only all-natural ingredients now or something. 
Um, yeah, but back to the to the commentary. Most people, I would have assumed, w- want to learn a little something about the team. You assumed the brackets. Wrong. <laughs> 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 now the ratings went really down this yeah. year. It probably does have a lot to do with the fact that a it was two hours and b halfway through the show, the rest of the bracket was leaked out. Right. Right, who leaked it? Probably somebody that worked for CBS. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure they'll find out whoever it is. And Well, if it was Twitter, it's got to be somebody had a... Somebody right? took a photo of the bracket. You know, yeah, that's and tweeted out. It pro- they're guessing it's probably somebody that worked at CBS. Right, but he's got to have a Twitter account associated yeah, well, with him or her. I think he started the Twitter account and basically burned it right away. You know, oh, it was a throwaway. All right. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yep. Um. But the thing was, people weren't sure if it was really true. You know, there was doubts about it. You know, like, yeah, you because know, Syracuse hadn't been announced yet, and they were on the leaked one. You know. Yeah. So people were like, "Are we really? Are we actually in the tournament, or is this a hoax?" You know, you, it was unknown. You know, but then people started like, "Okay, apparently, uh, coaches for some schools were now already starting their game plan because coaches are nuts." You know. Yeah, sure. They game plan as soon as they get it. So right away when it was tweeted, people, who was it? Um, I'm trying to think who it was who said there. Uh, Oh, Mike Bray, his son is like a football coach, I think, at a at a school like in Tennessee or something. His son tweet sent him a text message like, look, here it is. You know, this is who you're matching up with or whatever. You know, it's crazy. Um, but I watched, I stayed and I, I watched. You watched the, the uh, whole thing, huh? I watched the whole thing. I didn't know it got leaked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't know about it all until the next day because I didn't watch it. I got a, my buddy Ryan that lives out in California, he tried calling me and then he texted me and it was like, you know, it was five something at that point. I looked and I was, so I called him. I'm like, oh, we got in. Huh? I was talking to him for a while. I was like, I didn't even bother. You know, he sent me. Uh, a text message in like Johnny Flynn, you know. So you remember Johnny Flynn, of course, right? I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, really? We're in, and and you know. So I was like, oh, well, that's a pleasant surprise. I um, so we came home and we hooked up the the television, but it wasn't getting very good reception. So at seven o'clock, ESPN was going to do. See, that's why I'm confused. What time did it start? Five? They started it earlier this year, like at four. Well, depending on where you are. I think it might start at five Eastern. Okay, that makes sense. Usually, I think it started at six. You know, they expanded an hour earlier this year. Yeah, okay. If it was two hours, then ESPN And ESPN always has to go after CBS because CBS has the rights to show the bracket first. Right. So at 7 o'clock, ESPN started their show. So at like, I don't know, at like 6 o'clock or so, we had seen half the bracket. The TV went out. Roscoe was getting antsy. And I said, well, let's just go for, let's walk the dogs. And we'll come back at 7. And we'll just watch the ESPN bracket like it's the first time. And and if Syracuse gets in, then we'll be 
just as surprised at seven as we would have been at six. And he's like, all right, that's, I don't know, that's kind of a stupid plan. He's like, you have to remember I'm a better Syracuse fan than you are, which reminds uh, me. Oh, yeah, which kills you, right? It, it absolutely kills me because I want to go back and I want to find that episode. Do you remember what we had? A, I was trying to figure it out. It was before a big game. And you said, are you going to watch the game? And I said, no. Roscoe. Yeah, Roscoe reminded me of that. And I'm pretty sure I said he's a better fan than I am, not a bigger fan than I am. Yeah, then you have to go looking through the archives. Now I gotta go listen to all these all these tapes from the well, basketball probably season. Probably just from this 2016 though, probably, huh? It, it would probably be conference season. Yeah. So that limits it. It's like uh eight episodes. I'll have to go back and listen to. But he um likes to remind me that he is a bigger fan than I am. But I'm well, pretty, he is, right? I'm pretty sure I said he's a better fan because bigger is qualitative. No. I guess they're both qual- <laughs> I guess they're both qualitative, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, bear with me while I split this hair, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, better does not necessarily mean bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's, yeah, he's, like uh, you could be a huge lunatic about somebody, but not really know what you're talking about. You know? <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Like a better fan, like somebody that's all up knows exactly. Can name you the whole roster and everything. Correct. But the other person might be a bigger fanatic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I believe I called him a better fan because he was willing to put a game on his schedule. He was willing to take the time out of his day at a point when our season was looking, you know, pretty suspect, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm gonna go back and clarify. It must that, have been the UNC game. Okay, that's what he said. That's that what was he the said. Saturday night game. Bayheim's first game back probably was that game because that was we, after we had lost the first three games to open the conference, too. And we must have been recording on a Saturday. Well, I don't know if we were recording on Whatever. I don't know. But we may have. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'll find it and I'll let everybody know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Dude, the product placement going on in TV now, it's ridiculous. They got this blackish show on. It probably involves one of the kids playing basketball. But they're all wearing State Farm good neighbor jerseys. As part of the show? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, yes, it is common to have sponsors of stuff when kids play sports. But ABC has an NBA contract. State Farm is known for their NBA advertising deals. This show's on ABC, and they're all wearing State Farm jerseys. You know, it's just too convenient that ha- that happens to be the sponsor of the kids' team. You know? Right. Uh, it's ridiculous, the product placement in TV now. Because, you know, people don't watch commercials, so they got to put it into the shows now. Um, all right. I was, really wasn't listening. I was just trying to find the episode. <laughs> okay. And I think I found what it. What I'm so telling you, you see a lot of product placement on broadcast TV now. 
because a lot of people watch this stuff on DVR, so they skip through the commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah, so right. So the way they get around that is by doing all kinds of product placement within the shows, which is why we're seeing kids wearing State Farm jerseys on this TV show. Which is funny, because I think that's the right way to do it. Yeah. Don't make me sit through a commercial. Let, you yeah, want I product wish placement? they would do the whole thing like that, but they won't. Yeah. Um... All right. Hey, we have listen. all these leftover times because no one would know how to write for thirty minutes because all these things are written for twenty-two minutes. Well, that's funny you say that because I was I was driving to a meeting today and I was listening to uh, one of our old podcasts, the Full Rockford. Yes. Where we talk about uh, the Rockford Files, and one of the things that I note during um, our analysis of the episode is that the running time of the show was fifty minutes. Yeah. It was ten percent longer than the current running time of an yeah. hour, of an hour drama these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a couple things on the uh, March Madness front. Um, one, I don't know if you got my email, but I discontinued. Yeah, yeah. I did the, uh, the I was gonna fill family. out a bracket anyway for it. <laughs> Uh, I'm still gonna use that pool to fill out a br- fill out my bracket. Well, I gotta fill out a bracket for Sean anyway, so I need to fill out one bracket as it is. And once you do, you can auto fill any other CBS one you have. You know. Yeah. Um. So you did? Did you do your bracket? I haven't done them yet. I, I was doing mine the other day, but I want the results of the Wichita State game in because okay. I was doing stuff and I was like, well. I'm predicting Wichita's got to win, but I got to see them win first before I just go ahead. Right. Know, so I need to uh, finalize everything tonight because everything cl- closes up in the morning tomorrow, you know? Yeah. You um, you want to sit through me picking my bracket, or is that, uh, is that pushing the bounds of uh, acceptable content? <laughs> yeah. Obama, I don't need to... <laughs> I mean, how long are we talking here? You're not going to analyze every all whatever number of games. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip through it. I'm gonna pick my team. You if if you uh, wholeheartedly disagree on something, let me you get tell to me. a bracket because I gotta I gotta do mine anyway. All right. All right. Let's get to the email. Well, I'll do the Yahoo one first, I guess. The one with Jordan's buddies. Oh, man. Okay, let's do this. Go to my bracket. Are you at your bracket yet? I'm at my bracket. Now, see, this is the thing, because I just go ahead and pick. So I'm probably going to pick different people than I even picked the other day because, you know. Yeah. So Um, that's just how it goes. Yeah, so I'm just going to start. I guess all the brackets are set up with the same. 
south in the left, east in the right, west in yeah, the right? Yeah, probably. Okay. I'm sure so are. I'm just going to start on the east. I'm going to do my whole east bracket first. Um, so I'm going to say uh, North Carolina, Providence, uh, Chattanooga, and Stony Brook. I think somebody is... That's a 12 and a 13 I have moving on. Don't forget, in the pool that I do, you get bonus points for for those uh, for those upsets. So I think one of those teams is going to upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, come on. Damn it. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> All right. Which, where were you starting out? The East? The East. So North Carolina, FGCU. Yep. So I got North Carolina, Providence. I picked USC, but we're not. That's splitting hairs. That's not something that's. I think I took Indiana. Then I picked Bucky. I picked Chattanooga and Stony Brook. Um. See Notre Dame versus either Michigan or Tulsa. Uh, if they play Michigan, I think they have a bigger chance to lose. You took Stony Brook, though, right? Yeah. I took Stony Brook because I figure Kentucky's going to lose. I don't. I don't think Kentucky's going far this year. They're the I think one Indiana's going to beat them. I did say actually the other day I had Kentucky beat them and I switched it. So I'm going to stick with what I switched it to the other day. Um, I got Notre Dame. I did take Notre Dame because I'm taking Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. They've played oh, in the okay. tournament every year for the past yeah. few years. I think they're due. And West Virginia is the type of team you can be due against. Yeah, okay. I picked West Virginia. Yeah, okay. I picked West Virginia. Uh, Wisconsin Xavier. Yeah, I definitely picked Xavier. Yeah, I believe I picked Wisconsin too. I got uh, North Carolina, Chattanooga going through. Okay. Then I got uh, Notre Dame, Xavier going through. Yep, me too. Then I got North Carolina, Xavier. So a one-two. Eventually, yeah, that's what I had: North Carolina versus Xavier. And then I got North Carolina in the Final Four. Yeah, we gotta see how it goes the rest of the way. All right, Um, Virginia over Virginia. Then I'm going Texas Tech. I'm going Butler over Texas Tech. All Arkansas right. Little Rock over Purdue. All right. That's one of my upstates. Iona versus Iowa State's also an upset special. Oh, yeah. You know what? Um, I'm going back up top here, and I'm switching. I'm switching Kentucky and Indiana, but then having Indiana go through. Yeah, that's why I had Indiana beat, beating Kentucky. Yeah, okay, so I got that because I didn't look at this bracket down here because Little Rock and Iona. Iona's a good team. Yeah, and Iowa State's really been struggling. Iona is pretty good. And if Iona um, goes through, that justifies Mammoth not getting into the tournament. Yeah. Um, then I'm going to go uh, Seton Hall, Utah. Uh, I went Cuse. Gonzaga and Utah. Oh, man, I, Seton Hall is playing... Unbelievable basketball. Yeah, I know. Really well. yeah, I, know. I know. I have very little actual analysis, but I do watch Seton Hall because my buddy does the radio for him. Um so I thought that was uh, I thought that was legit. Um 
See, what's killing me is I had Syracuse gone pretty far. And really, I did want to put it all the way through. But the way I did my bracket originally, I had them losing to Virginia. Okay. All right. I, um, I'm i going to go Virginia over Texas Tech. Iona over Little Rock. Seton Hall over Utah. Syracuse over Michigan State. Syracuse over Seton Hall. Uh, Virginia over Iona. Uh, Syracuse over Virginia. See, I mean, should I go the true homer? That's listen of of any possibility. I think that's a legitimate. That's a legitimate path to the Final Four. No, the, I know it is. It's just that Virginia always beats us. We've they're the one team we haven't beaten in the ACC yet. Um, so maybe yeah. we're due. I would say maybe we're due. The thing that would would totally just well, I mean, people love Dayton. People think Dayton's a Final Four team. Well, I think we're going to beat Dayton. Me too. I mean, Me maybe too. I'm maybe I just wearing orange glasses, but we could lose the first game or we could we could legitimately make a run. Yep. We could, Michigan State's going to be tough, but I think if we can get past that, I think uh I think we'll be fine because we we got to beat Virginia at some point. Yeah. And if I'm going to believe, why not believe now? Yeah, I know. But for money, I might say something else. I don't care if I lose the pool, you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, so- if I, if I, I'll pick to win the pool. But if the reason I lose the pool is because Syracuse goes to the Final Four, I don't care. You get what right. I That's my philosophy. I'm going to pick it to maximize my winning. But if the reason I freaking lose it, is because Syracuse goes and wins the championship, and I didn't pick it. Fine. I'm with you. I'm with you. So that's where I'm going to go with that, I believe. All right. What else you got going on? South. Oh, uh, I got Syracuse going all the way through. So have them beating think, Seton Hall. I was tough on Xavier UNC. I'm trying to think how I had it gone the other day. Because Xavier has a really good team, too. Ooh, that's rough. But I mean, uh, UNC is just so iffy. You know? Yeah. I'm gonna go with Xavier. All right. All right. Where are you at now? Um, I am in the South. I got Kansas, UConn. Yep. Maryland, Hawaii. I'm taking South Dakota State. I got Hawaii. Uh, Wichita State, Miami. Uh, Temple, Villanova. Temple, Villanova, too. Kansas over Maryland. Uh, um, Kansas over Kansas Connecticut. Over, Kansas over Connecticut. Maryland over Hawaii. I have Hawaii over South Dakota State. I got a double, um, double underdog there. I have Wichita yeah. State over Miami. See, that's the thing. I have Wichita State gone far. Uh, Villanova Temple, that's tough because Villanova did whip Temple earlier this year, but Temple's yep. better now than they were then. Uh, I got to guess Villanova's actually going to make it to the second weekend this year. I'll give them the benefit I, of the I doubt. Just think, I just think that uh, that they're A, they're due, and nobody on this team 
has has won before. Yeah. There's no holdovers from when they made, you know, decent runs. So, um, you know, I heard Jay Wright talking, and it's obviously coach speak, but he's like, no, these guys have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. They don't want to be the team that never won. So yeah. I think that matters in college basketball. I know. But it is going to be – that is, if it does end up simple versus Villanova, that's one of those ones that could go either way because – Earlier this year when Temple played Villanova, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be the game Villanova loses, and then Temple beat the hell out. I mean, then Villanova beat the hell out of Temple. So, you know, I mean, that's big. That's a big five matchup there, you know? Yeah. That's a very tough game to pick in the tournament, in my opinion. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Nova. And then Nova, I have – Wichita uh... State's rough, though, too, because I had – Wichita State has a really good team as long as everybody's healthy. I mean, they were preseason top 10 ranking, you know? Yeah. I think I had them winning, so I'm going to go with that. But I have Kansas beating them. All right. Um, I got Kansas Villanova. I got Villanova over Miami, Kansas Villanova. I got Villanova going to the Final Four. Okay. Um, South, uh, West region. I got uh, Oregon, yep. Cincinnati. I got St. Joe's, Baylor, Duke, yep. Texas, Texas A and A. All chalk. You're going all chalk, chalk here. First. Let me yeah. see. Uh, Texas, Northern Iowa. I think I had Northern Iowa as an upset. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. Um, the one of the few teams I followed a little bit is Texas. I think Shaka Smarts. He's a um, really good coach. He's a good and he's a good big game coach. Yeah, but now he's on the other side of it because Northern Iowa is one of those type of teams, True. and they beat UNC earlier in the season too. True. Yeah, but uh, I have VCU over Oregon State. Uh, yep. Okay. All right. So you go there. Cal State Bakersfield. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then I go chalk into the next. And then uh, I go Duke over Oregon. I go Texas over Oklahoma. And I don't I know. I hate to beat Duke because I just can't stand Duke. Yeah, I hate to do this, but I got Duke. Uh, I got Duke going to the final four. I got Oklahoma. Buddy healed. All right, now the question is Oklahoma versus Kansas. Uh, I'll give it to the Okies this year. Virginia versus Xavier. Uh, the better final would be Oklahoma versus Xavier. But I don't know if that's – well, you know, screw it. We live in a new age. We live in an age when Butler played in two consecutive finals. Yeah. Let's go – Oklahoma, 83, Savior, 77. Now I got to make sure that I do the same exact bracket for everything because you wouldn't want to lose a bracket by having something wrong from another bracket, you know? Okay. All right. I got uh, Villanova Duke. That's okay. I got Villanova, Duke, North Carolina, Syracuse, Syracuse over Villanova in an old school, 
old time biggies throwdown. Uh, okay. Uh, one thirty six as a total score. What's that? One thirty six. Yeah, sixty eight, sixty two, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess one twenty six. Yeah. One twenty six. So, um, I'm sure that'll be busted by by Friday afternoon, or because I'm not putting any money anywhere. It's probably the winner. Yeah, exactly. This will be the year that you win. So, uh, so there we go. There we go. March Madness. Uh, let's see. Complete. Something went wrong. Oh, great. Wait, why is hell is not saving money? Yeah, it's not saving money either. Save. You know what? Save, Rick. I have Kansas Savior, Virginia, and uh, Oklahoma. All right, I'm just going to take a screenshot of this. For some reason, it's... Oh, I have to pick a champion. Sorry. Syracuse is my champion. Nice. I hope that happens. Me too. Me too. I hope my bracket falls apart because Syracuse fucked me. I really hope that happens. <laughs> well, then, on that note... That's the goal. That's a good goal. All right. That's a good goal. On that note, then, with apologies to Girk's brother, we'll see you guys next week. Good night, Fredo. Buenas noches. Mm-hmm.